Welcome to the New Wave Podcast, where we dive headfirst into Web3, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So, jump in. The water is warm, and the tide is rising. Ah, my friends, welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Podcast. Daniel DiPiazza checking in with you here. So happy to have you. You know, on Saturdays we do Q&A and I love doing them because I get to learn more about what you like to hear and I get to talk more about what I like to talk about. Um, and honestly, we have some really good questions. Most of these questions are coming from the Discord. So our Discord is our community. Back in the day, I had a really nice Facebook community. I think we had almost 20,000 people in there. That was the rich 20-something community. And uh, I honestly, I am just, I don't go on Facebook anymore. I, I, uh, I'm burned out from it, man. I just, um, it gives me almost anxiety to be on there. And I certainly don't think that most of us are spending too much time on there. I felt that Discord is a nice, happy medium of being uh, like current in terms of where most of the community attention is. When you think about uh, Web3, a lot of Web3 is based on communities uh, like Discord and those types of platforms. And so I thought it was an easy and obvious transition. And also it's a kind of a fun, uh, it's kind of a fun platform to be on. Plus it's like Slack. It's really easy to use. And um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be uh, reading through a news feed, which I think is one of the big impediments of a Facebook thing. It's like just to going on there, you're going to get advertised to. And hey, I'm all about advertisements. We're doing one right now for our Discord. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't want you to see any ads you don't want to see. And I'm sick of seeing them. Um, I'm even finding myself on Instagram a lot less than I would have been, you know, six months, a year, a few years ago. And I think I'm seeing a general trend as well of people just like being on there less. Uh, I know that it's still addicted to be on social, but I think that I, I am personally feeling the need to be on there less. And I feel like you're on there a little bit less too. And that's okay. Podcasting is a way for me to connect with you where you don't need to be scrolling through um, the news feed. You don't need to be uh, kind of like just getting hit with these dopamine hits over and over and over again. This is something where we can have a conversation and it's it's something where I feel like it's um, it's a relationship that's being built rather than like screaming at you from a, a small square on a on a phone. And hopefully you feel the same. Um, but these Q and A Saturdays are amazing. We're doing them. We're doing we're sourcing most of the questions from Discord. So if you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com, you can sign up for our email list. Once you're on the email list, you can get on our Discord and you can join this incredible community. Now today, uh, we have some great questions. I like to do like one nice juicy one uh, every Saturday. And this is a good one because it gives us a lot to talk about. This one's from Coconut Lemon, who's on our Discord. She put this right in the general thread. She said, I'm curious to hear about any software or services that can be used to identify target markets. I have always heard people say that you need to do your research and I've been observing my future competitors in the luxury home goods e-commerce space, but would love a more structured approach or to be able to outsource? So this is a really good question. So I think the first, let's break this down. Good question. Let's break this down. The first thing is just the idea of doing target market research. Um, most of us will go into a business, hopefully because it is something that we're interested in. And there's probably some something to be said for if you're the target market, if you're already the person that you want to serve, you have done a good amount of market research because you have lived that uh, whatever the pain point is that you're, that you're trying to solve for your customers now. But just because you have had the problem in the past uh, that you're trying to solve doesn't mean that you are that customer anymore. So you want to make sure that you're doing target market research uh, on the people that you want to serve and really figuring out what their pain points are and figuring out how they would describe those pain points in their own words and seeing if um, 
what you have in mind to offer is in alignment with their problem. And if it isn't, creating your solution around their problem. Now, you might hear uh, you might hear people like Steve Jobs say, well, market research is crap because the customers don't know what they want and you have to just show them. And maybe there's some truth to that. I can't deny it that people love to see innovation, but it really just, you're trying to determine what type of business you were trying to do here. If you're trying to create... If you're trying to create the next Apple and you're trying to be innovative, then it's you wouldn't necessarily be asking for people's opinion if you're trying to innovate. Uh, you might take feedback, but you wouldn't be you wouldn't be necessarily doing market research to figure out how you should innovate next. Um, but if you're trying to create something that's uh, has a more of a concrete structure for what you want to approach, like you want to be you want to consult. You want to coach. You want to build a product. You want to do a service. These are things where there are tried and true methods of delivering that product or service, and market research is very valuable. Now, I can tell you from my experience, and I think this is about e-commerce, so this is good. My experience in the e-commerce space uh, is with my company, Strength of Seduction. So Strength of Seduction is a fitness brand, and we sell uh, DVDs, surprisingly fitness DVDs, uh, with um, basically couples workout routines that help you to um, burn calories and build intimacy. We have merch. We have um, different uh, apps. We have actually an app that has an entire suite of our programs. And we have a book out. We have all these different types of um, pieces of brand material that's sold uh, via digitally and via e-commerce methods. We have a Shopify site and all that stuff. And our market research has, has been essential. You know, the market research has come not only in the form of doing surveys to our audience, uh, but it's come in the form of doing competitor research and figuring out who else is in the space and what they're doing. It's also come to the point of doing like just specific type of industry research. So there's like competitor and industry research. And there's people who are across industries who share things. So it's that's meant me in my space, I'm just giving an example, studying people like uh, Beachbody and Peloton who are leaders in the fitness industry, or even uh, like Heat, which is like a smaller but similar challenge-based leader in the industry. And then looking cross industry, looking to things like, um, who would be an example? Like looking to Netflix, Hulu, and different streaming services, which are called SVOD and TVOD. And that, that's the streaming video and the subscription video services, transactional video services. So that is part of the bigger streaming market service. You know, not necessarily part of fitness, but a part of the bigger market service of media and entertainment. So it's like there's market research, there's competitor research, and then there's customer research. And all that goes into research. Research. All that goes into your um, your analysis, but it doesn't happen all at once. It takes time. In the beginning, I think the best thing is to talk to people who you know are the target market, face to face or over the phone or via um, Zoom or however you can get to them, where you're getting good, accurate information and you're getting a read not only if you can on their words, but on their facial expressions and on their uh, their uh, body language. If you can't, if writing is fine too. Now, you were talking about identifying target markets. That's a great question as well. And you, there are certain services where you can identify target markets. So for instance, one of the ways that you can get, um, you can find your target market is you can just do demographic uh, research. And I don't know any specific links for this. So you have to do your own, doing your own research on this. But I know for direct mail, for instance, if you had a demographic in a certain area of the U.S., or a certain area of the world, or a certain dem certain demographic in terms of like industry or types of customers. I know you can get mailing lists of people for their physical mailing lists, and I know that you can, for a price, get those names and then send them direct mail. 
And that would be one way to identify a target market. It depends on what, tar- what your target market is. There are different types of targets. You could be talking about a demographic target, which is like an age, sex, location, career, uh, uh, income level. Those are all like age, those are all like demographics. And there's like psychographics, which is like what people are thinking and feeling. And so it might be, you know, um, it might be like if you look at how Facebook psychographically targeted people based on uh, political hot issues, that's like more, that's less about like uh, the demographic statistical information of people and more about their, their, preferences and their philosophies and their experiences that's how you're targeting but you can once you determine how you want to target people then figure out what which tools you use to target them so you could use direct mail you can use digital advertisement like facebook google youtube to run ads uh, to get feedback either in the form of a survey or in the form of an opt-in you could also do local types of marketing so you could do depending on who your market is you could do um, like trade shows, you could do, and you know, obviously there's an asterisk around all this stuff with COVID, but like, again, every industry has their own stuff going on. So you could do trade shows, you could do conventions, you could do festivals, talks, fairs, seminars. These are all things where your target audience might be. And then sometimes you can just buy straight up lists of these things online. You can buy email lists, you can buy, um, you can buy text message lists, depending on if you do your, you know, like I keep saying, do your research, but like every industry is different. And I'm not sure, like I know, for instance, in real estate, if you wanted to do, I know you're talking about e-commerce in your question, but if you want to do real estate, they have lists where if you want to do wholesale uh, real estate, where you're buying property and then you're reselling it, you can get lists of people who are in foreclosure or pre-foreclosure because those are state records. And uh, then you can call those people and say, hey, will you sell me your house? And if they sell you your house, you can get their house and then you can sell it to someone else for more money. That's wholesaling. But they have seller lists that you can buy from literally the the government records you know um, or other third-party sites so you have to depend on your your uh your specific needs i don't know about specific services that can be used to identify target markets there there's linkedin there's something called linkedin sales navigator linkedin sales navigator will help you to identify b2b clients and give you uh lists and different demographics on the linkedin platforms you can try that i know that for b2b outreach i know this again you're asking e-commerce but you can do, um, there's something called um, hunter.io, I believe, which is uh, used to be called Email Hunter. And this is a service where you can type in the domain name uh, that you want, and you can get a bunch of people's email addresses from there, and then you can email them on B2B stuff. So, for instance, you want to speak to someone at, uh, at oh, Whole Foods. I'm just making this up now. You could type in the Whole Foods domain, and it would come up with all the listed names john at whole foods jim smith at whole foods and then we usually have their position in the company their rank in the company and some different sources where they got where their information was gathered and so you can find executive email addresses from this you can find corporate uh connections from this and you can email them directly and then just ask your question so that's again that's like journalism stuff that's outreach stuff that's b2b stuff um, in terms of e-commerce for our for what do we do for our e-commerce we Ours was organic, man. You know, we we started with our product and the product became viral. And then we created an audience around that and surveyed that audience. So it really depends on where you're, where you're starting, what your product is, who your audience is. But I don't think there's any one specific, audi- specific software per, uh, for every industry. I will say this too, start with getting a virtual assistant if you can. 
If you can get a virtual assistant to do some of this legwork for you and they can uh, do some of the heavy lifting, that'd be great because that will allow you to parse through the data faster. So for instance, one thing we did with uh, SOS Strength of Seduction is we opened up a marketing channel to therapists and we figured, all right, well, we wanted to work with a specific type of therapist that would help to deliver the product to their clients or help to uh, help us to connect with their clients who we thought were ideal fit for our, for our product. So we have a a fitness DVD and a book and an app which is specifically for couples. And we market it specifically to, to black couples. And so we're like, okay, we want to work with black female therapists to, to get our product in the hands of these therapists so that they can work with their clients to get it into the hands of their clients because we feel like this is a genuine therapeutic tool. And so what we did was we hired a VA virtual assistant off of Upwork for like $50 to $100 per interaction to go and um, on several different databases. Now, we did find a few databases. We found one literally called blackgirltherapist.com, which couldn't really get any better. Sometimes it's like you just hit jackpots. It is what it is. You know, but we found blackgirltherapist.com and then it just lists all the, it literally lists all in the US, all <laughs> a whole list of all black women therapists, which is the exact demographic we're looking for. So that's why I'm like, I keep saying, do your own research. I didn't know that existed. And then I talked to my wife who happens to be a black woman. I'm like, hey, did you know there's a, a site called black blackgirltherapist.com? She's like, yeah, of course I knew about that. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not in the dark demographic, which is why I was saying sometimes you need to keep doing research, even though I created the product. I wasn't really fully in 100% the demographic I was looking for in this specific instance when we was looking for the therapist. So we found, and there's actually three websites that have pretty much black women therapists, and they also have like a more general uh, licensed therapist website. And so we got a VA to basically comb through these uh, websites and then make a database, which is just a spreadsheet of all the names, and then take those names and email them from our SOS account and be like, hey, we're working with therapists to uh, develop a program to help to partner up and help couples to blah, blah, blah. Would you be okay with, or not, would you, be, would you be open to getting on a phone call? And then we created these phone calls and that's how we created these partnership meetings to distribute the product. So that was an example of, of using virtual assistants to do some of the legwork because for me to have personally gone through and combed through the database, organized the database, reached out to people, followed up with people, scheduled with them and get on the phone. Just to get on the phone is hours and hours of work just to get people to talk to me because there's systems that have to be put in place here. So I was able to create a simple system around this by creating some screen share videos about what exactly we wanted, writing out exactly what we wanted, and then sharing that with the VA and having the VA do 80% of that legwork so that I only had to show up and just do the phone call, which is the most important part. And so that was how we used the um, the VA and on some systems to then create our own, you know, lead lead marketing machine. And so that, but that was also market research, learning a lot about market, the market that we needed to talk to, learning how to get in contact with them, learning how to develop a database of those types of customers. And um, and so that that's something that you can do too, but you'll have to piece it together yourself. And there are some good books too. There's one called, oh man, so this one is like tip my tongue. I'm gonna in my show notes, I'll list books. I have a few different I have a few different books on specifically on sales and uh, and marketing automations. And I think when you get into the realm of developing sales processes, there's 
you have to have a few different things in place. And I know that we're talking about sales now, we're not talking, talking just about market research, but really market research is the front end of sales. So you wanna make sure that you have um, at least a clear vision of what you're trying to accomplish uh, in terms of like what's your, out, your outcome. You're trying to at least in the beginning get either a, um, like leads so that you can follow up with people or actual responses in a database. And um, so you need to have a clear idea of what you want. You need to have, you need to be able to have the ability to communicate that need even more clearly. And usually I would say be able to do it like on a screen share video and then be able to get someone else to implement that process for you so that you can then take the follow-up step. And that's what I, how I would think of developing a market research or a lead generation project. Because in the beginning, you're going you're gonna to be able to see that there's a whole system that needs to be put in place for this. And, but if you can communicate that system to someone else, then you can run it more efficient, efficiently. And it doesn't cost that much money. It costs probably, you know, it will probably, probably cost three to five hours of your time putting together the system and thinking about it. And then it could cost you a few hundred dollars to get someone to test it out and try it for you. And then you can start testing it out yourself. And what I would probably say first is when you're developing these systems, first test it out yourself. So go through the whole process yourself of finding the types of leads that you're looking for, reaching out to them, and then interacting with them and following up. Develop a small script from that that you can use that's a general template for your emails. And then once you've done it yourself a few times, just document yourself doing it in, I use Loom as a software. Loom is a software you can, where you can screen share. Document yourself doing it and narrate yourself doing it as you're doing it. So like, hey, whoever's watching this, uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, doing this outreach now and here's how I'm gonna organize it. And then literally, Talk about yourself doing it as you're doing it. And that way, those videos become instructional for you to give to an assistant. And then the assistant does then that work for you so that you can take the next step of having the conversation with the person or building whatever the next building block is because you're eventually trying to get yourself out of the process of lead generation or sales. Um, and I know that I can easily get stuck in that if I don't build those systems out. So that would be my advice. I know we, we kind of now went into the sales world, but I think it is relevant. And when we're talking market research, there are a lot of different elements of it. So the first thing is definitely do your research. You're not always your client, even if you have been your client. The second thing is understand there will be systems needed to implement to find these uh, these leads to develop your market research. And that could be set up, systems are already set up, like for instance, uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, or you can find some pre-existing databases or even things you can buy, like email lists or direct mail lists or telephone number lists. And of course, then once you have that information, um, putting it together in a way where you're either, you're first figuring out the system yourself, and you're documenting that system, and then you're getting someone to help you to run this, um, because that's how we do it in the new way. If we don't do all the work, we just do the most important, pivotal, uh, and and fun work that we enjoy doing, because we're gonna do our best work when it's focused on the stuff that we do best. Which, by the way, is why I'm doing podcasts in studio now. You know, I've been doing a podcast at home, and for a while I was doing, uh, I had a studio uh, when I was doing the, the, my, the first version, the first iteration of my podcast in LA, which was the Rich 20 podcast, and, I loved being in the studio so much because I felt like it took a lot of the pressure off of me to have to then edit it and produce it and distribute it, which is a big part of this process. It's not just me coming into the studio. It's making sure that we're getting the footage that we want, editing it, putting it on the platform, distributing it, and then also getting it out to the world via email, social media, all that stuff. So if I can take away a good chunk of that by having a place that is going to take a good amount of the editing out of there, a good amount of production out of the out of my hands, and a good amount of the, the
the focus can only be on me talking to you, the quality is going to be better. And my enthusiasm will be, will be better. My energy will be, will be better because I'm not wasting energy on something which is which is outside of what my true skill set and, and, and my needs are. And it's the same for you when developing this market research, when doing sales stuff. So that's why I was kind of harping on developing uh, systems, having other people help you. But obviously, you know, it all comes with time and you're going to learn how to do that as you develop your skills as an entrepreneur. It's not always easy to communicate what it is that you need to someone else because you're not even clear what you want. So it takes time. So that is the Q&A Saturday. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. And if you did, make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast. So I guess you can like it if it's on, if you're watching it on YouTube, which we are on YouTube now. And if you're uh, watching or if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher or Overcast, please make sure to give this uh, a review and a rating. It really helps us to bring in great quality guests to the show and improve the profile of the show. We appreciate it. Make sure you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com to subscribe to this show and check out everything we have to offer and of course join the discord right which is where we're doing all this q a so you can check in with us join our email list join the discord and that is all we got for you today my friends the water is warm the tide is rising so jump on in let's get ready to surf this new wave daniel Did you know that this isn't a podcast you're listening to? Okay, let me be more clear. This isn't just a podcast you're listening to. See, by listening to this show, you're actually part of the New Wave community. And because of that, I really want to meet you, IRL, in real life. Wouldn't it be nice to spend some time in a beautiful location, maybe a mansion by the sea with a chef-catered dinner, knowledgeable friends who really want to help you, a cello playing in the background, and you know, an overall great ambiance. Doesn't that sound gorgeous? Well, we just created that at a recent New Wave dinner in LA, and I want you to be part of the next one. See, these dinner experiences are for entrepreneurs, career climbers, and creatives who want to build friendships with each other in real time, in real life, not just spending time chatting on the internet. We want to actually feel each other's presence, and we spend time together uh, bringing our business problems, bringing our half-baked ideas, bringing our creative questions. Then over a, a wonderfully catered meal, we work together as a group to help, help each other untie these knots and dial in our focus. And afterwards, we go and relax. We take a dip in a pool. I always get a place with a pool or a jacuzzi, have some drinks, we do a little bit of partying. And you will leave this experience with connections and brand new ideas and budding relationships. And you might even find your next co-founder or your next investor sitting right next to you. But more importantly, you are going to leave with a jumping off point, some momentum to go into this next phase of your life, this next chapter, uh, some new ideas that you didn't have before, something that's been enhanced that you know you have confidence in. Now you're gonna build that inner momentum and that's what's so important and of course when you're there i'm also going to bless you with some new wave merch if you've been looking at my photos i'm constantly making new merch and new gear just to show the community that you know we got something special going here so make sure you check out the next new wave dinner experience now we're doing these all over the country and potentially all over the world we did our first one in la we're going to be doing them in austin new york miami and a few other cities plus most likely we're gonna hit the UK or Europe. So make sure you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com to check out all the dates. We'll have them all listed there. And of course you can uh, you can sign up. There's gonna be about 10 to 12 people per location. So this isn't a massive um, conference. This is a 10 to 12 person event. And that means that it's purposely designed for you to meet people, to engage with them and to have a whole hell of a lot of fun. So make sure you check out newwaveentrepreneur.com to get all the dates and locations for the next one. I, I believe 
depending on when you're listening to this, the next one is in Austin this summer and it'll be all over the country. So sign up now.